0: welcome in welcome in welcome in happy fourth of july weekend this is la gridiron weekly with kirk morrison your eight-year nfl veteran now here host on on x on, on espn 710 Saturday, July 3rd, everybody out there, if you're listening out there, if you're driving, please be safe. Buckle up. Follow the speed limits uh, out on the road last couple days. So definitely want to make sure you're out there safe along the highways here in Southern California. Can't wait to get to an amazing show. I have an amazing show set up for you today. Um, a couple of outstanding guests. I cannot wait to get to them as well. A little bit later, we're going to have Shannon Polk. He's an attorney and NFL player agent for IHC Sports. That'd be good because that's the topic that we'll be talking about a lot today. It's been the big story in on the gridiron or collegiate athletics, so to speak. So we're getting to a lot of that. But, man, we got to <laughs> at 10 o'clock. I don't know where you're, where you're at right now, but at 10 a.m., Everybody out there listening right now, 10 a.m., I got a chance to catch up with my guy, Ice Cube. That's right. Music mogul. Uh, I mean, a little bit of everything. He, I, I was reading off all of the accolades for or resume of one Ice Cube. He's a rapper, actor, film producer, writer, mogul, executive, rock and roll, Hall of Fame as well back in 2016. He'll join us at 10 o'clock. So set your alarm. Get everything set up. 10 o'clock, Ice Cube will be joining LA Gridiron Weekly. But always, your phone calls, 877-710-ESPN is the phone number, 877-710-3776. Make sure you go dial in today if you're driving. You want to just talk about anything when it comes to football, college, NFL, it doesn't matter. I'm answering your calls as always. But you know what? Like I love to start off a football game, how we always start off a football game. It's time for the opening kickoff.
1: This is LA Iron Weekly with Kirk Morrison. And with the flash of
2: the cameras going on.
1: Yes! Oh,
2: right, it right. It's time for the opening kickoff.
0: Ah, The opening kickoff brought to you by my Twitter handle is always at Kirk Morrison. Always on Instagram as well, at Kirk Morrison. Taking all of your thoughts, comments, questions, whatever you have regarding NFL, college football, throwing a little high school as well. I cannot wait to hear from you again. 877-710-ESPN is the number. 877-710-3776. Wow. uh, Momentous, monumentous um, history. I don't know how else you can say it. But July 1st was a huge, huge day. It was a huge day for collegiate athletics some people say it may be the death of the ncaa Uh, i don't necessarily see that but definitely huge news coming out of the collegiate ranks n-i-l that's the acronym that you got to get used to everybody n-i-l stands for name image and likeness Because the NCAA this week had to clear its way that student athletes now, student athletes can now pursue name, image, and likeness deals. Okay? So what is the NIL? So everybody said, what is the NIL? The NIL, name, image, and likeness rights, are frequently called an individual's right to publicity. NCAA athletes now will be able to accept money from businesses in exchange for allowing the business to feature them in advertisements or products. Now, this has been something that the NCAA has lagged for a long time. It was always against the rules. But myself, as a former collegiate athlete, there's been times where we all know, where we cheer for a lot of our alma maters, right? Collegiate alma maters. And you see a jersey, and it has a number on it. We know who that number is, but yet the school can't say who the number is. And yet you buy that jersey for $64.99, and, and that jersey, that money goes to the player, the student-athlete. That money does not, I mean, sorry, it goes to the, to the, to the university. It does not go to the student-athlete. So for many a year, I mean, we can go back to the beginning of collegiate athletics to where these universities have profited off of the name, the image, and the likeness of collegiate athletes in all sports. This isn't about college football. It's about college basketball. I mean, you can go from golf, swimming, women's basketball, track and field, Name, image, and likeness is everywhere, and now student-athletes are able to monetize their visibility. This probably wasn't the case maybe 20 years ago, 30 years ago, before social media kind of took, you know, just kind of took off. Because remember, when social media first came out, we were still trying to factor, remember, the MySpace and the Facebook, and the visibility started to be seen. Everybody started to now be able to watch highlights and, and follow their favorite athletes professionally and even collegiately. And now to see it at the high school ranks, seeing some of the, phenom, the phenoms in basketball or the high school quarterback in the, uh, who's a sophomore having over 100,000 followers on different social media platforms. There is a business behind having a following. We know that especially here in Los Angeles, we you know, uh, yeah, you have a following. If you're a, and I'm throwing up my air quotes for everybody out there listening. If you're a influencer where people seek you for influence or what's the latest trend or what are you watching or what are you cooking? Whatever it may be. That's what the new social media platforms are for, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Clubhouse, whatever it may be. But now these student athletes are able to go out and monetize. If a company wants to advertise using per say athlete, they have the right to do so. Now, people are going to ask who are making these rules. There are roughly a dozen states right now that have laws in effect that dictate how these college athletes can profit from their name, image and likeness. Now, the NCAA said, look, we don't know how we're going to govern this we are just going to do what we're going to leave it to every school's institution. So every school is going to have a protocol, right? The NCAA has now said it, that they have instructed all schools. So the individual schools and States that do not have a law in effect, you have to craft your own policy. So now these policies will now be in effect. Okay. Most new state laws and the NCAA rules, uh, prohibit schools from paying athletes. So that's what I want to make sure before I get into some, a lot of our uh, ESPN folks who had a lot to say about this rule. There still is not a pay for play. Okay. College athletes will still not be getting paid for their work on the, 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 the field, whether it's the court, basketball court, practice field, swim, whatever it means. You're still not getting paid to play. This is for your name, image, and likeness to where you're able to get paid for the deals that you create for your own self. So it's people who always say you got to pay athletes. The NCAA is still not going to pay the athletes. Just want to put that out there. But it is allowing players. NCAA now realizes that we have to allow these players to make money off their name, image, and likeness. And for a lot of folks out there, everybody, a lot of athletes this will probably be the height of their careers in terms of earning power because they have a age demographic that a lot of companies want, right? That, you know, 17 to 25, a lot of these student athletes fall in that window. And so you better jump on it now, monetize it now, and and get as much money as you can. Just a huge, huge week in collegiate athletics and uh what here's just a couple comments i want everybody to understand kind of what's going on because the focus really has been college football as college football is the next big sport that's coming up the first sport i would say that in this new you know name image and likeness world we are in college football is up first and so as the season approaches how many deals will be out there for the prominent players or players around college football? David Hill, he's an ESPN college football writer. He joined Sinead Golik this week to kind of talk about what's going on with the name, image, and likeness. Here's David Hill.
3: Social media is probably going to be the largest outlet for NIL. Yes, there will be some folks doing, you know, a TV commercial or a radio spot or something like that. But it's going to be social media that's going to drive bulk of the, the NIL money that comes. And so this is one of the reasons I think you're going to see athletes outside of football find some more immediate success. Because some of these football players that top programs and coaches, I think, have not liked it. It, it has always been a an avenue to bulletin board material and stuff like that. I think that attitude is changing maybe by necessity, but I have talked to many, many coaches who are fully on board with this now, and even if they had to sort of be dragged kicking and screaming to get there, now that they're there are saying, look, this is a recruiting tool and, and are at least trying to be open to it. Now, what happens the first time somebody uh, – has a TikTok video on Instagram uh, story that reflects poorly upon the school or, uh, you know, doesn't it ends up late to practice because they were filming a, a commercial for their social media feed, I, we might hear a different side of those things now.
0: That was David Hill talking name, image, and likeness. Um, there are some college coaches around, uh, especially I think at UCF I saw most recently that they just fully embraced it to a where I believe Gus Malzahn and his crew down there just said, you know what they put instead of putting the last name of a player, you know, we see it in sports, right? It's the player's last name and then a the number right beneath that. Well, I, I've seen a couple schools so far put a player's Twitter handle, his social media handle as his last name. I mean, for me, if I played college football right now, I would have a big at sign in Kirk Morrison. So if you want to follow me, you could definitely follow me. The more followers definitely would help me increase and maybe go out and monetize and make some money of my own because that's what it's about. It's about influence. These college athletes are on the on a level in which a lot of you know high schoolers hope to get to that level. And then it goes from there. And then it, obviously it can rise up to the professional ranks. But it's all about having the time, the patience, the influencing th- that a lot of these athletes have. And and Jim Cavell, he's in uh, Jim Cavali. He's also a influencer, CEO. He kind of talked about some of the price tags that are going to be able to monetize your name, image, and likeness. He spoke with Sinead Golick, Golick, this week. Here's what he had to say.
3: There's a student athlete, for instance, up at the University of Michigan that has between TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube, a lot of followers, we're talking about a million plus. With a million plus followers, there's an opportunity to earn a million dollars a year if you're crafty enough to know how to weave brands into the presence you have on those channels, right? And so I think you're gonna see a lot of examples of entrepreneurs being born overnight. I've always been an entrepreneur since I played college baseball. I didn't have social media or NIL, a lot of the athletes have that in them anyways. You have to take initiative to be an entrepreneur. And now this new market is going to be given birth to overnight. And it's a multi-hundred million dollar market that a lot of new student athlete entrepreneurs are going to be born out of.
0: <laughs> that was Jim Cavell joining Shanae and Golik this week. Wow. It's so much to get to everybody. This is the big story around the gridiron. All right. Around college football. We'll also see how it affects the NFL. I'll give you the tie in of what, the NFL has to do with the new NIL, name, image, and likeness in collegiate athletics. Most importantly, collegiate football. Also, I got some sound from Paul Feinbaum. He had something to say. there. Our, our sort of college football radio TV talking head, Paul Feinbaum. I have his comments next. More plus your phone calls. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. Let me know what you think. N-I-L. Name, image, likeness. Name, image, likeness. Let me know what you think. Coming back here on LA Gridiron Weekly on 710 ESPN. Back here on LA Gridiron Weekly on 710 ESPN. 877-710-3776. That's 877-710-ESPN. We're talking the name, talking the image, we're talking the likeness. So much that people have to get caught up on. This is uh, monumental for the NCAA, for collegiate athletes, I think it even filters down to the high school athletes because we know that kids have a following. You, you watch, you follow the, the players, who uh, athletes who you like watching whether it's whatever sport hockey golf surfing whatever you love to partake in to your viewing pleasure name image and likeness is huge when it comes to collegiate and even high school athletics and a lot of time for me in particular i get a chance to watch a player like for me being able to follow a high school sophomore and i hit the follow button on a social media outlet and you watch them grow year after year and get better and better. And you watch them mature as a person and get better in their craft and whatever. And then you watch them go to the collegiate ranks and you're like, OK, and they're there for a couple of years and then boom, here they are on in the professional level. And it's almost as if you went along with that journey with them throughout the process. And now the name, image and likeness part of it is that if you have a following, if you have a base, if you have ways to monetize things that you've I guess accrued over the years it is now legal to make money off of your name off of your image, off of your likeness and it is it's it's something I thought I would never see in collegiate athletics and yet it's happening and one of our college football analysts, the great Paul Feinbaum he talked about it this week on Keyshawn, J. Will and Zubin just the significance of of this
3: NIL in the NCAA. Today is the most significant day in the history of the NCAA, and that is not an understatement. Because of what is crumbling today, the the
2: model of the NCAA is is coming down, and you can never put it back up again. The fact that the, the NCAA is really worthless after today is also a very significant moment.
0: It's a very significant moment. Because now the NCAA has to figure it all out. How do they do this moving forward? Because there's going to still be compliance. Now, one of the things I did see, and I was surfing the net this week and things like that, and people try to figure out, so what's legal and not legal? I mean, you're going to make money, but you remember, you still can't make, um, you know, make, but you can't get paid by the university for your likeness. I remember one of the things was we always used to talk about, and this is kind of, People used to talk about boosters, like, oh, the booster used to, you know, give the hundred dollar handshake to players after the game, which uh, I will not say. Did I receive one before? I will not say anything. (laughs) I think hopefully the statute of limitations has already (laughs) went away by then. But, yeah, boosters are big influencers in collegiate athletics. And now some of the biggest boosters for programs instead, they couldn't give players money, but they would give the university money. You know, whether it's, uh, you know, you get the sponsorship. Think about every place that you go now when it comes to uh, sports. You see the different signage. You see uh, this team and they're the official, you know, this team, their official airline is this or their official soft drink is this or this is the place that they go to rehab. Now, instead of going to the actual team or the university, CEOs, boosters, now just say, I'd rather have the athlete be the face of what I want to do rather than the university. That's a sticky situation. We're going to learn more about this as it comes out. But people say, can the athletes enter into a name image likeness agreement with boosters? The NCAA does not have any rules that restrict boosters from paying athletes as long as those payments are not directly for their athletic performance, but more of an inducement for or, or an inducement for recruiting purposes only if they're actual work being done. Wow. Here's another big thing. And this is where my guy, Shannon Polk, he's going to join us in about uh, I'll say about eight minutes. Shannon Polk, he's an attorney. He's an agent. He understands the the, the process that's going through uh, these collegiate athletes right now, because the question is, can athletes hire agents to help with all of this? And the answer is yes. The all state laws and NCAA rules allow athletes to hire professional help in the form of lawyers, agents and tax professionals and others. Remember this is just for the name image and likeness not an agent or an attorney that's going to represent you to go to the next level this is just for these business deals currently now if that parlays itself into an agreement that when you get done or when you're done with your eligibility then you can have another agreement set up after you're done with your eligibility but you can't say i'm going with this agent who's going to help me with my marketing now And then we're also going to go into uh, an agreement now that he'll be my agent or she'll be my agent later on. That's not going to be the case. So these new relationships, they come with a major caveat because agents can help with the NIL deals, but their contracts can't stipulate that the agents would represent an athlete in future negotiations if they turn pro. Yeah, that's a wink, wink and a nod. How about that? Wink, wink and a nod out there, people. Yeah, if you were helping me now. And you are successful. Yeah, let's just be honest. You're probably going to help me if I have a chance to go to the next level. If I have a chance to go pro. So, yes, you're going to hear that. Uh, Kristen Doe, she's a sports business consultant. She joined Keyshawn, Jay, Will and Zubin on Thursday just to talk about the impact on student athletes the NIL will have.
2: I can tell you just from looking at my own inbox with brands emailing me and all of the tweets I've seen this morning, it's more than I can keep up with. I started trying to keep a running list of all of the deals that were happening, and there's literally too many to keep up with, which I think is fantastic for student-athletes. And we're seeing it across every sport, both genders. It's really exciting to watch.
0: It is a lot. It is a lot because there is more and more of people who are now like, Man, I I can't believe this is now truly happening. Mike McCann, he's also a sports legal analyst for Sportico. He was on Freddie and Fitzsimmons. Here's what Mike McCann had to say.
3: When we think of endorsement deals, we think of the superstar players. And in college sports, that's often the quarterback or the player who's going to play one year and then go to the NBA. But I think the scope of people that are going to benefit is much wider than that. And we've already seen it with some of the deals that have been announced, players that are not necessarily household names, but usually have one of two things. One is either local fame in terms of where they go to school, that they're well-known in the area and the campus, especially in college towns that could be valuable. And then another group would be those that maybe we don't know them from playing sports, but they're big deals on social media, that they have a large number of Instagram followers. So the social media stars, if you will, more than the athletic stars, I think are going to do quite well.
0: They're going to do amazingly well (laughs) because right now, just looking around college football, right? Because right now, like I said, college football is in the beginning. But so far, here's a small list of players. Um, Auburn quarterback Bo Nix, he has now signed a deal. He'll be endorsing Milo's Sweet Tea. Okay, so Milo Sweet Tea is going to uh, pay Bo Nix a little bit of money to do that. Marshall Football, their offensive lineman, Will Ulmer, he is now allowed to use his real name and promote his musical acts, right? His previously name, his alias was Lucky Bill. That was his name. And he had to pass up on money and opportunities to go out and play gigs. Now, no longer the case. Will Ulmer can now be Will Omer, the musical musician, go out and make some money using his name and likeness. Arkansas football players also trade Knox. He's now a partner with PetSmart. As he's a guy who loves pets. So, so far, seeing nothing but great things happening early on in this process. We'll see more as it goes on. And then I had a question for you. I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to put it out there for everybody out there that's listening today. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. If you were a collegiate athlete today, if you were a collegiate athlete today, and you can use your name, image, and likeness and monetize from it, what company would you like to be endorsed by? I'll let you think about that. What company, if you could, be endorsed by right now, if you were a collegiate athlete, if you could pick up the phone and say, you can use my name, image, and likeness to endorse your product, tell me, what company would it be? I want to hear from you. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. What company would it be if you can go back to college and endorse their product. I want to hear from you. But just after we hear from my guy, Shannon Polk, attorney agent for IHC Sports, he's coming up next here on LA Gridiron Weekly on 710 ESPN. Welcome back in LA Gridiron Weekly here on a Saturday. Hope you're enjoying your 4th of July weekend. Make sure everybody out there buckle up, be safe as always. But the big story, the big news of the week here, and just not just college football, football in general we're talking about name image and likeness across collegiate athletics and someone who can break it down for me from his perspective is my guy shannon polk he's an attorney agent for ihc sports he's joining la gridiron weekly and man appreciate the time shannon on a holiday weekend trust me uh, i don't know what i've done to you but thank you for uh your your time
2: during this weekend how you doing my man i'm doing very well thank you kirk and thank you for having me on uh (laughs) Pleasure to do that, and, and I always enjoy talking with you. Oh, sounds good.
0: Sounds good. Well, we know groundbreaking this week when it comes to college football, college athletics, July 1st. Now college athletes can now make money. They can monetize their name, image, and likeness. This is a long time coming. We, I, I Me being a former college athlete, I never thought I would see the day. And finally, you know, July 1st, 2021, Players can now make some money for the name, image, and likeness. What's been your take so far as this monumentous day has already come?
2: Well, um, as you said, I mean, it's, uh, it's a change uh, into something that hasn't existed uh, before, right? So um, now we're seeing for the first time athletes who are in large part responsible for these giant revenue streams uh, flowing to other people. Uh, beginning to have the opportunity to share, uh, in some respects, uh, in those revenue streams. So it's a, it's a really um, positive thing for athletes. Um, it's also a landscape that needs to be defined. And I think as we go forward, uh, whether it be directly in the name, image, and likeness uh, category or in the form of you know other payments uh, from educational institutions, as, as, as referenced in the Alston case, um, it's a, It's going to be an interesting uh, period of time over the next year or so to see how this evolves for the student-athlete.
0: You know, I think one of the things is everybody thinks that everybody's just about to go get rich. And I'm saying that that's not necessarily the case. I've been a college athlete before. I know that there's not a ton of opportunities. And being a former professional athlete, I realize there's not a ton of space when it comes to marketing. There's like that top 2 or 3%. We're talking about quarterback star players and things like that. But for marginal college football players, they may not see or marginal college athletes in general. They may not see this monetizing of the image and likeness, but there are different revenue streams. And so I think from you, for the attorney agent perspective, how can if a college athlete approach you and say, hey, I want to monetize, I want to get my name, image and likeness, uh, you know, situation together and the money out there. How would you start them? What would you tell them to say, hey, let's take a break a little bit. Here are the guidelines. This is what's in front of you.
2: So I think for the student athlete, uh, the most important thing from the beginning is to make sure uh, that they wrap in their compliance department. Um, yes. And ensure that they are um, in in with respect to any opportunity, uh, placing a great deal of importance on ensuring a preservation of their eligibility. Right. Because. Uh, now there's an opportunity to make money, but you need to, while you're in school, make sure you're also preserving your eligibility and being totally transparent with compliance. Um, and as a result, I know schools have set up uh, platforms, if you will, as ways to help students on the one hand gather opportunities that may provide some sort of benefit uh, as a result of their name, image, and likeness, and, and also uh, in some respects vet those opportunities. Um, but. You know, the the point you you made at the beginning of your question, I think, is is really interesting. And it's going to be a a challenge as we proceed, you know, because as you indicated, uh, there's there's not just one uniform opportunity for college athletes. There may be opportunities on a broad sense uh, for athletes. And as we all know, there's going to be a different market for athletes who have the ability to earn substantially more money in the (laughs) year. Um, as professional uh, athletes, right? And and I think the the real um, challenge here is for any student athlete who has eligibility left to make sure that when they're evaluating an opportunity right now while they're in school, they don't lose sight of the impact that those terms of that arrangement might have uh, adversely on their opportunity to earn income in the future. Yeah, absolutely. We're joined now by Shannon
0: Polk. He's the attorney agent for IHC Sports here on LA Gridiron Weekly on 710 ESPN. And Shannon, another thing that I thought about this morning as well, when as I was preparing for the show, is that the, the hard part, too, is for a lot of players that have expectations, athletes that have expectations on making a ton of money and yet. Getting a commitment from someone, you know, maybe an agent, maybe a a marketing person, a manager. And I'm saying, like, it's difficult alone to get that type of uh, agreement in, 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 in order. But the realistic expectation that there is not a ton for everybody. So how do you manage those? Those those conversations with someone who's coming in expecting, hey, I want a new car, I want this deal, I want Heinz ketchup, I need, uh, you know, an In and Out deal, like all of this different stuff. How do you just uh, taper those expectations too?
2: Well, I, you know, I, I think that it's it's always important to do uh, what you just said, which is manage expectations. And uh, as we all know, the opportunities uh, to have the free car or the Heinz ketchup and those things <laughs> right. Not the, the commonplace uh, dynamic, right? So going back to my, my uh, example before, I think as a foundational piece, you know, these athletes should be mindful that um, whatever they're being asked to do now uh, should not be an exclusive type of an arrangement. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, let's say you have a student athlete who is very well known in a, in a college town. And the local pizza place comes to that athlete and says, you know, I'd like to finally be able to recognize your success uh, for you to be my exclusive person for the next five years. And the college athlete at that point in time, having never been able to benefit off of before says (laughs) good deal. I would like free pizza for the next five years. And that sounds wonderful, right? If that college athlete is the kind of person who has the ability to then, uh, establish a professional career and potentially a national brand within those five years, the free pizza opportunity might not look so good in a few years when they have an opportunity to work with the national chain like Domino's or Pizza Hut that's offering real substantial money for their name, image, and likeness. And, And my point in all this is I think the athletes need to think through who is looking out for my interests in... Evaluating these opportunities while I'm in school and it's not an exclusive dynamic and it won't be used essentially uh, as a way to exploit my name and image and likeness while I'm <laughs> in college, uh, looking forward into the future. You don't want to lose an opportunity that could be huge down the road to try to grab an opportunity that's relatively smaller right now. Absolutely. Shannon, I think one of the other things that I think people really
0: have to to talk about is going to be the college recruiting aspect behind all of this. Look, I'm in Los Angeles. Uh, it is a big market, the number 2 media market in the country. So you got a lot of eyeballs, a lot of television channels, uh, a lot more people who can see what you're doing. And when it does come to collegiate sports a lot of times, there are some smaller schools, but they're in a market or a place where you don't have the big lights. You don't have a ton of, you know, videos and cameras and and news people. So how do you think this may affect recruiting when here I am a kid from you know, maybe the middle of California and I can choose a school that may be a little bit smaller. Right. But then you also can look at, well, I think I want to want to go to that school because I feel like I can monetize more and it it may not be best for me as a student athlete, but I can make money rather than going to an institution that be more, you know, uh, I guess, more set for me and my living.
2: Yeah, there, there's no question. I, I think that's a reality. And, you know, uh, our group is is headquartered in Cleveland, Ohio, and we also have an office in Southern California. Right. But um, with respect to the Ohio State Buckeyes, you know, Coach Correct. Day said recently that if Ohio wasn't able to come through with their uh, governor um, signing an executive order about name, image, and likeness opportunities, that they would be at a severe disadvantage to those other states. You know, Alabama, for example. Uh, where name, image, and likeness laws are, you know, have gone into effect and, and players who they're competing for, for the opportunity to, to you know, have them on their teams, uh, you know, would be, uh, you know, potentially in a better position if they go to one state versus the other. So it's a, it's a problem at, I think, every level. And there's, there's no question that um, I think as the days and weeks and years evolve under this you know, new landscape of athletes being able to be paid under certain circumstances, markets are going to dictate to some extent recruiting, um, opportunities are going to dictate recruiting. And I think uh, the way in which these laws are being affected on a, you know, state by state and, you know, national level at some point in time, um, will certainly uh, have have an impact on, on college recruiting without question.
0: You know, just a couple of things here before I let you go, Shannon. You've been great with your time. I'm so appreciative of that. Uh, I, I've seen so far that the NFL PA has kind of released a statement saying, you know, if you want to get into some of these college athletes in terms of in uh, talking with them or just helping them out along the way, that you have to be an NFL PA certified agent. That's sort of the process that. I know attorney agents are going to have to go through. I think that's a good process because that is my biggest fear is that everyone wants to be a marketing manager. Now, everyone's going to want to say, hey, I can do this. I can do this and give you the promises, but at least have the guidelines for the people who you feel like, hey, I can trust this person because they're board certified, they're NFLPA certified. There's all these certifications that a person such as yourself has to go through. I
2: think that does help in this case. What do you think? I I couldn't agree more. I think the NFLPA does a a very good job um, attempting to vet, for lack of a better word, folks who are allowed to interact with athletes um, and and give them their thoughts and and ultimately at the right point in time represent them relative to things that have a, a really important effect on their career from a legal standpoint, from a regulatory standpoint. And I think that is ultimately the real role of an agent. Right? I, I think this new landscape demonstrates once again, that uh, if you're going to choose an agent as an athlete to help you through your career, that you're much better off selecting an agent who is an expert in uh, laws and regulations to allow you to make the right choices during your career, as opposed to an agent, for example, who might specialize in uh, better access to tickets. <laughs>
0: You know, last one for you, Shannon, I'll I'll let you go here. But uh, what does the attorney, um, you know, the the attorney agent do in this quiet period when it comes to the NFL, right? You know, the 4th of July weekend is like the last weekend and you have players who are getting ready for training camp in the next three weeks and training camp. You got the season. So what does this time
2: look like for a guy like yourself? Well, you know, we are constantly involved in discussing things with our guys uh, who are in the league, whether it be um, uh, making sure they have, uh, accommodations for, you know, the upcoming season all squared away or talking about a new townhouse. Um, we're also, uh, busy in the recruiting cycle, frankly, we're, we're talking with, um, guys who are, you know, potentially coming out in this year's draft and, and developing those relationships and talking about what we offer as a group, um, you know, as opposed to other groups out there, you know, um, and, and, and that's a pretty busy cycle, uh, In addition to that, I have two wonderful boys and a phenomenal wife at home, and uh, I'm going to spend some time this weekend hanging (laughs) with them as well.
0: Yeah, because I know last year you got to spend a lot of time with them because of the uh, COVID and the pandemic, but I know you look forward to just as much as me being able to be at games come this fall. I can't wait to see it fully capacity, full capacity, seeing the players and just being a part of the pageantry of just collegiate athletics, the NFL. I'm excited for this season, Shannon. I really am.
2: There is no doubt. I'm looking forward to being at games and and I've enjoyed uh, getting back to in-person meetings with families. Yes. Uh, as yes. Opposed to having to do everything uh, over Zoom. Uh, so so yeah, <laughs> it's great to get uh, back to normal. And I think it's going to help everybody as we move forward.
0: Well, I'll be uh, ready to read that book when you tell us about the uh, the pandemic year as an attorney agent. So whenever you write that book, definitely I'll be there. If you need any excerpts, I got you, my man. Hey, Shannon, I appreciate you during this holiday weekend. Hope you uh, stay safe. Keep, uh, keep it all buckled up, man. And I'll catch up with you soon. Thank you, Kirk. Appreciate it. All right. That was Shannon Polk. He's the attorney agent over at IHC Sports. You can follow their agency as well, ihcsports.com. Let's look at all the cool things that they have going on from player development, the players they represent, one of the great firms in all of the country. More LA Gridiron Weekly coming up next on 710 ESPN. Mm, special thanks to Shannon Polk. He's the attorney agent over at IHC Sports, just breaking it down from the agent perspective, this name, image, and likeness that we've been talking about so far here on LA Gridiron Weekly. I presented the question a little bit ago, got some callers, we get to them in just a second, but name, image, and likeness, that's what's going on now in college for college athletes, especially college football players, who is the next sport coming up as we get ready for fall camp and the start of college football season. And... I'll tell you this, um, th- there's one thing that when it comes to collegiate athletics, I always said that if a person can make some money, why not allow them? And to have that ability to do that now, um, it's it's truly groundbreaking, truly groundbreaking. But I presented a question, though, if you could go back to college and you were an athlete and you could be endorsed or you could be a advertised by a company what company would it be who would you like to be endorsed by i want to know 877-710-ESPN 877-710-3776 got a couple phone calls want to get to the phone calls because i got a break a little bit early top of the hour 10 o'clock Man. Ice Cube, L.A.'s own Ice Cube, music mogul, star, I mean, uh, entrepreneur, music. I mean, it don't even matter. Hall of Famer. I can't wait to talk with Ice Cube. But you know what? Let's start this thing off with uh, let's go to uh, Kiel over in Newport Beach. What's up, Kiel?
1: Hey, how's it going? Thanks
0: for taking my call. Oh, I appreciate the phone call, man. Welcome to Wood Iron, Gridiron, L.A. Gridiron Weekly. What's going on?
1: Hey, so I wanted to see if you could uh, talk on a couple of these things. Um, number one, like the universities really need to get behind this and establish some kind of recruiting platform on how they're going to um, go after these athletes. And then, and, you know, and just having a system in place for all of them. And then number two, does this, they, their social media influence these athletes becomes a type of. Um, Tool that they have in their arsenal to uh, pitch to universities, you know, like a baseball player has a is a five-tool player. Does this does this be, make a baseball player a six-tool player now in their ability to um, attract certain colleges? And then finally, what? When, I wonder what this does with parents uh, in the future, uh, like Mr. Ball. You remember Alonzo Ball,
0: right? Uh-huh.
1: And all that he probably would just be chomping on the bit to have this opportunity when his kids are still in school but um I wonder what this does with parents like him and what we might see in the future.
0: Oh man, appreciate the phone call killed out. Uh, you you're right on. Spot on. <laughs> Bringing up Lavar Ball, <laughs> you know, the the father of Lonzo and LaMelo, but and LeAngelo. But if you think about it, had they been able to monetize the name image and likeness you may have saw the younger brother who was the NBA's rookie of the year, by the way, the ball, he probably would have went to college instead of having to go the route that they did because they said, look, he is too big of a social media star. He can make more money and off his name, image and likeness, and then go to the NBA, a different route. But this, I think now helps out because of what you can now make money and monetize off what you've already gained You'll make money in college and then you can move on to the pro game. So I think this only helps uh, to your uh, answer one of your questions there. I remember um, the one thing that when it comes to these athletes name, image and likeness, you cannot wear anything that that university gives you in your name, image and likeness. So you, have you ever seen those State Farm commercials or you see certain commercials where you know what the player, you know, the player who the player is? But yet they don't have on the actual jersey of the team that they play for. They have like this replica jersey or jersey with just a number and no name on it. Well, that's what you're going to have. You're going to see a lot of that. So as much as you're going to make money off the name, image and likeness, it cannot in any way have a team's logo, a team name, or a university's name, university logo, or mascot, it has to be plain sight. So you're going to see a lot of that, like, hey, I know that guy, but that's not the uniform he wears on Saturday or Sunday. So, yes, that's part of it as well. And, look, each university is going to have different policies. I've read through a couple of different policies I can share with you from what I saw from one university's policy, which I thought was uh, pretty good. So we can get into more of that uh, let's go to Wayne, man. Wayne in Los Angeles. Wayne, you're on LA Gridiron Weekly. What's going on, Wayne? Good morning, Kirk. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I listen every Saturday. I love your show. Appreciate I just you. Just want to say, hey, thanks. I uh, just want to say, um, if I could go back, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to date myself. I, I went to high school in, uh, in the '70s, early '70s.
3: Okay. But uh, okay. if
1: I was to come out, I would want my sponsor to be Starbucks because, like. Uh, all, all you got to do is just mention Starbucks nowadays and,
0: hey, you get a frappuccino. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, man. Hey. <laughs> Wayne, man, appreciate the loyalty, you know, man. Appreciate but- it, man. Call back anytime, man. This phone line is open for you as always, Wayne. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, Starbucks would be a good one if Starbucks can find another guy. Now, I remember someone always said, when have you ever seen a commercial for Starbucks? Have you ever seen like think about it hard for everybody out there listening, Have you ever seen a commercial on television for Starbucks? Yeah, you don't they don't necessarily have commercial. We just know that it's some pretty good coffee that you can go pick up, grab it from your app, but think about it, having a person of influence. Such as a collegiate athlete, because look, we've seen what influencers can do. Look at Jake and Logan Paul, two influencers, influencers, social media stars, and yet because of the impact and the following that they have, they're able to land boxing matches with Floyd Mayweather. Come on, man, be real. Are you serious? Yeah, but those. That, that following that they have, they're making big time money because so many people want to see what their next move is. It's, it's like watching a reality show, but really in real life. So yes, name, image, and likeness is going to take off because now you get to follow the people that you want and, and it helps out those actual individuals. Let's get to one more phone call before we got a break for my man, Ice Cube. Yay, yay comes up just uh in just a couple minutes let's go to uh let's go to ray ray over in anaheim welcome to la gridiron weekly what's up ray
1: hey good morning uh as i was uh listening in i just realized every saturday and sunday morning when i'm watching the games only thing i see repeated over and over are uh FanDuel and drafting commercials so i <laughs> sell my rights to them if i want to be uh if i if i want to get drafted early i might as well put my face on everybody's base,
0: right? <laughs> Absolutely. Um appreciate the phone call definitely. Uh the only thing, the only hold up that I have on that one in particular is that how long is your career? Like sometimes I if if I could go back because think about it, you're doing you're talking about FanDuel and you're talking about uh you know DraftKings um and you're in college, well that's only for a year. Two years, three years max, right? And look, you get some great money, obviously. Yeah, some great money to hopefully be advertised by that. But I don't know if I want to uh, be surrounded by... Sort of a gambling aspect. If I'm a player, right? I will definitely, uh, a casino because we know there's a bunch of casinos out here, especially in the Los Angeles area, Southern California. You know, we, I don't want to name names and you know what I mean? But we know there's some Morongo and then there's, uh, you know, Pachanga. I mean, there's all these and you could be like, I can endorse them definitely, but when it comes to like DraftKings and FanDuel, there is a gambling aspect of it. And so for me, I would steer clear, but. I mean, not a lot of times do we steer clear of the check. So, oh, man, we've been having a ball here, man, on L.A. Gridiron Weekly. If you could go back to college and, be, uh, and have an endorsement deal with this new name, image, and likeness of collegiate athletes, if you could go back to college and be endorsed by a company, let me know. What company would you pick up the phone for? and say, yeah, I would love to endorse your product, call me, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. But coming up next, Mr. Ice Cube on LA Gridiron Weekly on 710 ESPN.